Hey, everyone, and welcome to another cryptocurrency podcast. It's your host, the crypto coach, Blockchain Wayne. Uh, from no crypto to no crypto, we've been doing this podcast for a few years now. Uh, God, hard to think it's almost three years, but haven't been posting a whole lot of content lately. I wanted to revamp for the new year this podcast and bring it on different uh, guest hosts. I guess you could say I'm not really going to be interviewing them, but they're going to help. We're just going to talk crypto and some of the things that are important in this journey so far. This episode, I've brought on Chelsea, also known as Blockchell, right? Is that, did I say it right? That's right. That's right. All right. So Chelsea and I have known each other long before crypto. And uh, when we all got involved, we would talk back and forth, just trying to figure this whole crazy world out, right? What does it really mean? So uh, Chelsea, thanks for joining today and, and, and hopping in on this conversation. No problem. Happy to be here, Wayne. All right, cool. So, uh, you know, people that are listening may have heard me talk about my cryptocurrency journey. Um, where did it start? I always like to start with people. Where did it start for you? So let's tell me about that. What, what was it like when you first started and, and that experience? Okay. Yeah, sure. It was at the end of 2016 and, uh, I had actually been seeing a few posts from an LSU football player. Um, I'm from here in Louisiana and LSU is, you know, one of my favorite teams. And he kept posting about something called Ethereum. Well, first of all, I couldn't even pronounce it at the time. And for some reason I private messaged him and he gave me more information and then uh, I kind of just started looking it up and then I, I've, I've looked into Bitcoin and that was really the first time I heard about it. And uh, he gave me some guidance and he eventually moved off to go play for the Cowboys and he's doing well and stuff. But we've kept in touch since. And that's kind of what got my curiosity there. Um, I'm a registered nurse, but I've always been interested in technology. And when I started looking into blockchain and just the potential of the industry, like I was fascinated by it. So I think around that same time, Wayne, was when you got in. And we started bouncing ideas off each other and like, hey, have you heard of this? And then I would give you info and then you would give me info. And it's just our journey just started there. And, you know, we kept in touch since. And, you know, just to kind of see where the market is now compared to where it was back then. You know, we've learned quite a few lessons, right? Yeah, <laughs> quite, quite a few lessons. And, you know, I think that just to learn something new every day about the industry was what kept me going and kept me motivated and kept me excited. And, um, you know, with the current prices right now, of course, it's really exciting to know where we at and where we've been and then where the potential of the market, you know, is to go. So super happy to be here. You know, and like I said, that's basically how my how my journey started. Um, I do also a good bit of trading as well, you know, in the in, in the market, too. So I've done Forex trading yeah. before this. So I much prefer crypto. Yeah. Yep. 24 hours, seven days a week. You can trade whenever. Um, yeah. And you know, that journey, it's funny. I think back, it was, it was you, me and a friend of ours, a guy named Seth Casey out of Las Vegas. And we had known each other prior to, to crypto from some other business dealings. And, um, I think it's important, right? Don't you think it's important to have people that you can talk to with ideas, questions, or really just cause I think most people that, that, that get involved, if they only talk to people that don't know anything about crypto, I think they'll get scared off a lot easier than at least finding a good community or a good, you know, few people to be able to talk to bounce ideas off of. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially people you trust, you know, that was one thing about you. You always were, you know, you did your research. You, I knew you knew what you were talking about as, you know, to the best of your knowledge and what was out there. And same thing with Seth. And it's just, we built that little small community and then we kind of attached and associated with other people in the industry who does that, you know, and I think that's kind of why we at the point now where we know that not all news is good news about crypto. And, you know, the media does try to influence a lot of things. And we, we kind of 
at a standpoint, at least I know I am, where now I know what to take serious, what not to take serious, how to research what I need to research, how to feel better and more confident in what I do. So, yeah, yeah. definitely an important, important factor, though. Yeah. So there was a headline someone sent me today just questioning because someone sent it to them. Uh, it was a, a regulator in the UK that this is on CNBC basically tell, warning uh, cryptocurrency investors in the UK that they could lose all their money. And I just had to chuckle. I mean, yeah, there are different things you can get into where you can lose your money. But uh, when it comes to uh, the big ones, your, your Bitcoin, your Ethereum and a few others, uh, you know, I think I always tell people to zoom out and look at history. Uh, and that's kind of what I want to talk about next. What we want to kind of lead into, um, right. We, we talked about this, our mental toughness, just being able to have, um, the mental toughness, the stomach, uh, at the time of this recording, let's just preface this Bitcoin, uh, had art hit touched all the way to 42,000 almost, uh, was hovering around 41, 40,000 and then dropped right all the way down to 32,000. You know, 17, 18%. Most other cryptocurrencies across the board were down 20 or 30% uh, for the most part. And people are panicking. Have you heard it from anybody? Anybody reach out to you wanting to know what's going on? A few on? people, a few just, hey, should I buy? You know, is it going down further? You know, just kind of looking for guidance, you know. And of course, we already know it's already bouncing up a little bit. But yeah, I mean, that's people's instant, you know, they just kind of want to know, like, what should I do next when they see the market crash like that? And I guess for me, it doesn't phase me so much because I've been through it, you know, yeah. a good bit now. So we can yeah. kind of talk about some of those things that um, I find helps me along the way, you know, with building that mental preparedness of what you're getting into. Yeah. Well, really like educating yourself, learning. The more you learn about it, you realize it's not just about gains. And I tell people all the time, it's kind of a flawed system because we're measuring its value in terms of U.S. dollars. And I'm a big advocate, right? I always talk about what's happening with the U.S. dollar. Uh, being grossly overprinted, uh, inflation's going to take place. Twenty-five percent of all dollars that are in circulation were created last year, and Biden's even talked about when he gets in the office, um, you know, another three trillion dollar stimulus package that is going to be money just printed out of thin air. Uh, so when you understand those things, then you see why Bitcoin's important, and it doesn't matter the day-to-day -day price. Uh, it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, if it drops another 50%, that's just a buying opportunity for us because our belief is in the long term. It's not in the day to day. And that's where people have to get to, or at least surround yourself with people. Um, you know, one of the things, you know, I always like to push what we create, right? The content that we create. But one of the things I always point people to, to learn more about Bitcoin itself is Andreas Antonopoulos YouTube channel. I think you and I have talked about that, yeah, right? He's one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, one of the brightest minds in the cryptocurrency space really can explain why it's important more from um, the technical standpoint than about its relation to the U.S. dollar. Um, so you traded before. What do people need to know about the price of Bitcoin? Right. What um, what do they need to know if they're getting into it? If people are looking into buying uh, right now, the price has dropped and those that were wait, feeling like they missed it and, and thinking that it was too late to buy. Now that it's cheaper, now they're scared to buy. So what would you tell right. someone like that? Yeah, I guess, first of all, I want to just start off with, you know, the crypto market never sleeps. And I think just part of being mentally prepared, just knowing, I know at first I had this anxiety, like, oh my God, it never goes off. I have to learn it. I can't sleep. And I think the important thing I took away just from that is just, 
you know, just because the crypto market don't sleep doesn't mean you should you shouldn't sleep, right? So just yeah. to take care of yourself, be emotionally prepared when you enter trades. Like you said, that knowledge factor is the most important thing. I mean, you have to know where to go. You have to get the knowledge. You have to take action. You have to only risk. Risk management is the biggest port, part of it as well. Um, you know, so someone asking me, hey, should I get into Bitcoin now? I mean, my short answer is, of course, you know, but you do want to probably dollar cost average just because, you know, last week, if someone would have said, hey, should I buy? It's 42,000. And then this week, you know, it went down 10,000. You know, they panicking. They don't know. They haven't been in this cycle long enough to know what to do next. So, yeah. I mean, if I would have gave them advice, the dollar cost average, maybe they would have put a little bit of an investment at that point and then they can buy more. And then over time, they'll see the end game, right? You'll kind of zoom out and kind of see what we're going for. And then along the way, of course, in encouraging, you know, knowledge and research and connecting them to places where they can feel comfortable in what they're doing, because you only have to risk what you can afford to lose, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of what I tell people. Like if that trade you just took, or if that investment you put in goes to zero tomorrow, how would that make you feel? And that kind of ties into being mentally prepared, you know, into what to do next. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, when you think about it, trading is obviously it's easy to say trading is the best way to go. Right. Buy low, sell high. That sounds easy if you had a crystal ball and knew where everything was going. Um, and that's why it's important. Also, people want to jump into trading. Now, you've been uh, pretty much brushing up on your trading skills for how long now? Uh, well, like I said, I traded Forex before, but I've been trading crypto for five years now. Um, yeah. kind of in between that, I took a few breaks, you know, which breaks are healthy, I guess, at some point. And of course, when the market's not as hyped up, I find I don't trade as much, which is probably my biggest downside because yeah. I do know now if I would have been trading and stacking, I would be positioned a lot better. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I've been trading quite some time to kind of learn those things and know that you can't predict the market. You can only react to it. And so that was something I had to learn. And then like when things go up, they go down just as quick. You know, so that's part of the risk management component. Um, and then, of course, all in all, like to actually withdraw at some point. You know, I think sometimes some people, we humans, we like to give ourselves a reward and like actually feel success and know what it's like. So whether it's converting what you earn to USDT or something like that or, you know, selling it back, whatever it, it may be, just that instant success is kind of what keeps me going, too. So yeah, taking some profit. And mm -hmm. you know, that's the thing. Trading obviously can be the best option, but don't think you're going to jump in and be a great trader right away. You know, I mean, it, it takes years and even, even us, we still don't have it all figured out, but uh, we're getting better. People will go to school for multiple years to be an accountant, to be a lawyer. Um, but they want to be, you know, they want to jump into trading and be a successful trader without, without very little uh, experience or success. And, uh, you know, bear, I mean, bull markets can be misleading when the market's just going up and up and up. Like we saw the last few months, everybody seems like an expert, right? Because <laughs> everything's going up. So no matter what you're buying, you're making profit. And it seems like it's in these markets where it consolidates and maybe starts to trade within a channel that it really takes some skills to be able to identify that. So um, dollar cost average is the best. You know, I tell people, uh, I told people once it eclipsed 20,000, if you, because I kept getting the same question, should I buy it now? I was like, like you, short answer, yes, but it, but let me explain. Don't put everything in right now because it could dip back another 20, 30, maybe even 50%, right? We've seen it happen. We saw, you know, a 50% retrace in March of last year. We dipped all the way down to 4,000. And, you know, 
of course, looking looking back now, I mean, where it's at, it's 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 a beautiful picture. But you don't know that going in. But if you would just, if you're not into trading, or maybe like today, like you've missed this dip or you miss future dips, don't panic and sell when it's already down because then you're doing the opposite. You're you're uh, you know, you're you're buying high and selling low, which is is a recipe to to lose your money. But be prepared to put more in as it goes down, um, because I can't tell you, Chelsea can't tell you what the price is going to be in, in three months, six months. But I can tell you the three year outlook has always been really good. No matter when you looked at it, when you started, um, I did a scenario. Did you see the post I made a while back about dollar cost averaging? I, I remember seeing something about it. Yeah. Didn't you give some numbers and stuff like that? Yeah. That yeah. So I started at the peak of 2017. And if you're following crypto in December 2017, Bitcoin hit its peak, almost 20,000. And then quickly retra retraced down to 16, 14. And over the course of the next year and a half, went all the way down to 3,200, back up to 14, all the way down to four, and then back up to where we are today. Well, to 40, where we're today. But outside of this run, say if you go back, I did the scenario when Bitcoin was about 30,000. So if you would have put in $50 a week starting at that peak when Bitcoin was at 20,000 in December 2017, and you put in $50 a week all the way until when Bitcoin hit 30,000, three years later, you've bought every week $50 no matter what the price was. So you're buying high, you're buying low, you're buying everywhere in between. So at the end of that period, you'd have put in exactly $8,000 and it would have been worth $32,000. And I think when I did the scenario, was Bitcoin was a little bit less than 30,000, so it was around 27,000. But either way, 8,000 in, 30 plus thousand out. If you dollar cost average 50 bucks a week, doesn't sound like a lot, very easy to do. And you can change those numbers around. But if someone just bought 8,000 when it was at 20,000 in December, 2017, and just held it, they're also still in profit. But at 30,000, that 8,000 is about $12,000. So that's the benefit. Don't, you know, don't go all in on a position unless it's really appealing. And don't try to, if you try to wait for that right time, you're going to miss it because I guarantee you there's people right now that are kicking themselves that saw Bitcoin fall all the way down to $4,000 last March and they see where it is now and they want to kick themselves, right? I think all of us, we always look I at it. I want to kick myself a few times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. I I mean, like you said, all the price points and just the way the market is. I mean, we all know how volatile crypto is, you yeah. know, which to me, there to some people, that's a good thing, you know, um, but then some others are people who are not prone to risk, you know, because the crypto market is still, you know, semi-risky, you know, no matter what type of investment you do in, there's always risk. But I find, especially with crypto, just for different reasons. Um, but volatility basically just means that price is fluctuating a good bit throughout the day. Yeah. I mean, we know we can make some good gains, but you can make some really good losses too. Yeah. But also the price right now is really just dictated on what it's being traded for. So there, there could only be... Right now, I think the, the estimate on exchanges is probably 15 to 20% of total Bitcoin in circulation are being traded right now. So that's what's dictating the price. That 15% that's just being traded because all the price is, is the, where it kind of meets the last sell order and the buy order where there's kind of a gap. Uh, you know, So when you look at that, you've got institutions that are putting uh, tens and hundreds of millions of dollars into Bitcoin right now. Now, I don't think just like MicroStrategy, I don't think they did that just for a speculative investment. 
they're trying to hedge against the U.S. dollar because of what's happened. This money that keeps getting printed. We all like stimulus checks, but uh, the long-term repercussions on that are going to be inflation, and the dollar is going to be devalued even more. Um, you know, I think back to March when we actually got that stimulus check right around the time that Bitcoin dropped, and I wanted to buy Bitcoin with it. My wife didn't didn't really agree. And looking back, you know, I wish I'd have been a little bit more assertive. I was like, no, we need to put this in here because yeah. well, I got I did half of my my husband. I yeah. talked to him. I'm like, look, half of it's going here. It was good. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's actually a Twitter account that tracks it daily. And I know before this drop, that twelve hundred dollars would have been worth about seven grand. Um, right. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, and you don't know. And that's why it's important to just buy over time. Um, or when you see these big drops is instead of panicking and, and having that knot in your stomach, like we're accustomed to just think, yeah. Hey, this is a great opportunity, but you gotta, if you don't have belief in it, then that's really, that's what predicates everything. Right. right? That's where education comes in though. You know, that's where surround yeah. yourself, go to, go to places where you can research what is blockchain, you know, what is crypto? Um, you know, some people, I, I still have some, some of my family members that just don't understand it, you know, and they just, they kind of like, oh, that's that fake money or that's, you know, and of course I'm way past that now. I'm like, I'll just wait and see, you know, because it has so much going forward and there's so much happening. And, you know, I'm just constantly impressed by everything that's about to come out. So, yeah, you know, I know it's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's so exciting. let's go back to 2018 real quick before we okay. before we wrap up. So 2018 was when everything started crashing last time. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't know about you, but for me. I had enough belief that this thing was going to be real that I decided to like, I traveled around, went to conferences, met people developing in a space. And even though prices were crashing, what I saw was millions and millions of dollars being pumped into infrastructure, into development, into developing the tech by anywhere from venture capitalists to big companies um, that, that wasn't really impacting the price at the time. And I started thinking, these are people that are probably smarter than me. And they're putting all of this money into infrastructure and businesses that if they thought crypto was dying, they would have moved on. So building that belief is important. Uh, what did you do in, in 2018 when everything was crashing? Because I know that's when yeah. everybody, that's when everybody. I, held, I held most of mine. You know, I was like you as well. You know, I was just looking at the big picture. And so, of course, I took the ride up in 2017 and I was like ecstatic. And that's kind of where I, I learned to control those emotions because course when it's good you feel great when it's down you like just have this sick feeling and so i know i didn't like to feel that way and and because i educated myself so much the past few years like i don't let those emotions get to me or impact what i'm going to do or yeah. how i'm going to trade you know yeah. and so i actually just held on to most of it of course took a good bit of losses because a lot of the altcoins i did um i was invested in at the time kind of tanked we all know there's a few of those you know so i didn't really hold so much of just bitcoin i had kind of it spread yeah. out and so, yeah, I believe they tumbled close to like 90%, you know, overall, or I guess on average, when you looked at the prices from 2017 to 2018. So, yeah, that's pretty significant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but here I am to say, you know, a few years later, um, just kind of reapplying what I knew, reinvesting, continuing to buy throughout those years kind of helped get, you know, get me to where, where we at today, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. It's uh, that, that conditioning as you build your belief. Waking up like today to a bunch of, of red in the markets, it was it was it's a beautiful thing. Um, and you mentioned something very important. So just kind of a disclaimer: one, you should do your own research on everything because the only person responsible for what you invest in is you. But 
altcoins, anything other than Bitcoin can be considered very risky, riskier than Bitcoin, Ethereum, and, uh, you know, maybe a select few others because there's a lot of chance that some, some better tech could come along. Um, maybe they, you know, it just doesn't go where it needs to go. doesn't get adopted like it should. And eventually that's going to impact price. Um, so just know like whatever you put into these altcoins, everybody wants to find the next Bitcoin that goes from pennies to, you know, tens of thousands of dollars and nobody really knows what that's going to be. But the more that you put in that, there's different risk levels. I used to tell people all the crypto is very risky and, and it can be, but I have enough belief in Bitcoin and I could say Bitcoin and Ethereum, the two that those I've done the math and no matter when you got in the dollar cost average scenario has always worked. There's others right. where it happens. And that's what's easy too for like people who maybe don't want to trade. They they think of trading, you know, oh, you must sit at your computer all day. You must trade. You know, I think there's an investor in the in the cryptocurrency. And then of course there's a trader. And honestly, most of the people locally coming to me just want to have some, right? So they just need to know the basics, how to set up a wallet, how to buy it, maybe how to send some. Um, so I don't I don't really consider that so much trading, you know, like yeah, they investing, they buying but they don't really need to know what type of market action is happening. If they just want to say, okay, in five years, I'll check on what I have. You know, they maybe understand a little bit. I always encourage them to, to educate themselves. But I think sometimes the word trading, I guess, is intimidating for some people. Yeah. yeah. And even on holding, I tell people like your, 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 whatever your strategy is, if it's a long-term hold and just dollar cost average in, then your actions should match that. You shouldn't be hitting refresh on the price every okay. hour. Because that's how you know your emotions are getting to you if you keep hitting yeah. fresh, you know, it's just you kind of have to trust your, your decisions and then, yeah, follow up after. Yep. Yep. So that that's kind of, you know, where, where I feel people need to do really is build your belief in it. Uh, we all come here to make money off the investment side of it. But the ones that stick around are the ones that realize all the different implications of what cryptocurrency can do in terms of freedom, in terms of equality, in terms of stamping out corruption. Right. We, uh, you know, I shared a quote from Satoshi the other day where it talks about our current money system. The problem is that we have to have trust that those in power aren't going to debase the currency. But history has shown us that that's always the case. They do. Um, right. Yeah. So what 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 advice would you give? So some people, you know, obviously we've been talking a lot in this this episode about to kind of talking to that new person. And hopefully to the people that have been in a while or listening for uh, ways to better explain it to the people, you know, but what should someone do if, if someone listened to this, they've, they've been in cryptocurrency, they understand the basics of what cryptocurrency is. And one of their friends or family comes to them and says, uh, ask them about Bitcoin. What do you think they should do? Yeah, I mean, first, I mean, give them to a place to where they can actually invest in it. You know, there's a lot of good places you can research. Sometimes Googling, you know, what is Bitcoin, all that'll take you different places. And, you know, so that's kind of where, you know, we want to we want to figure out a platform or send them to a certain place that I know is replicable where I'm going to get good resources and information. You know, so I usually start there. Um, but there's a lot out there. I mean, YouTube, all these social sites. But like once we said before, not everything you read is is going to be true right and yeah. so you want to give someone a good first look at something that that where they can see the bigger picture where they go, oh man i really need to see more into this and and where to go and what to do and so with that being said you know get them started say hey you know if they want to invest get a wallet you know there's a few good ones they have coinbase i know um what's a few other ones wayne voyager crypto.com crypto. 
especially from fiat to crypto and then back from crypto to fiat. So there's a few here and most people don't know that. I mean, I know PayPal um, just started as well and Robinhood, which those are probably my least uh, recommended places to go. Um, But yeah, I mean, let them let them go in and buy, even if it's five bucks, you know, invest in it. See your five dollars as the market goes up in Bitcoin. They can see it grow. They kind of get that feeling of, okay, you know, I'm starting to understand um, but of course, at the same time, only let them risk or only suggest that they risk or invest um, what they willing to lose. You know, that's the yeah. biggest thing. I mean, some people's come to me, said, hey, I don't have any retirement. Can I just put all the all the money I would put in my retirement account in here? You know, is crypto, you know, is going to make me a lot of money. That's what I need. I'm like, don't do that. You know, so yeah. they do need guidance. And I think that's that's the biggest piece right now because of the hype and because of where crypto is today. You know, a lot of people are coming in newbies um, and asking where to go and what to do. And so they need they need people to educate them, honestly. Yeah. You know, and I think that's kind of why I'm so passionate about it. Yeah. And that's that's kind of, you know, you and I, we both uh, partnered with uh, some people in the space, um, you know, Blockchain Training Academy. We have a Facebook group uh, with some free units in there. You know, there's always there's always different levels. Uh, anytime, you know, we create something or spend some time with somebody times valuable. So there are some paid options, but starting in that group and going through the units uh, also, you know, that's also why I've partnered with News Crypto as well, because that's geared more towards traders. But we also have created a basic education section for people to get all the information in one place. You're right. You go to Google and that's why a lot of um, legitimate companies are looking for um, put to put some basic content education on their website because if you send someone off to Google, we know Lord knows what they're going to find. They're going to find a YouTube right. video, article or, a YouTube yeah. video where they can invest to Ethereum and get back. And that's the right? thing about what you read, especially on YouTube. You know, I think people are like, "Oh, this coin's going to be a hundred x, or Bitcoin's going to be a hundred x in a few weeks," and just that false sense of, uh, I guess, expectation. Expectation is a big thing when you trade. It's like, what is your expectation going into that trade? But I think because of what's out there on YouTube, and of course, some coins hit it. But I think it just kind of it yeah. triggers your emotions in a different way when you watch a video on a coin and you're like, oh, this is going to make 100, you know, go up 100 times by next week. And it doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, you kind of get emotional. And so that's why yeah. I think just controlling those emotions, doing the things we talked about, it's really important, you know, going into to anything, you know. Yeah, that's why I kind of stayed away from getting into YouTube, because your big YouTubers are normally make those sensational videos. And one their, their hype is designed to get you to click on it. And then they make money from advertising and other things from those clicks. So they're going to, of course, um, elaborate. It makes everything seem, seem much more. Marketing, marketing. Yeah. 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 So, um, well, you know, that, that's it for our episode today, Chelsea. Uh, thanks for joining us and, and coming on. You're definitely going to be uh be a regular. I don't know how, if we're going to you know have you on every time, but we're going to rotate a few people out and, and just talk, crypto just just have a crypto talk um because that's what people want to hear and that's what people need to hear versus the hype or the fear right you gotta avoid yeah. those extremes the hype it tells you it's going to the moon and beyond and you better buy a lambo tomorrow and the fear that's saying it's crashing to zero <laughs> you know there's between those two extremes there's a lot of that's truth in the middle. that's right yeah. it's all about balance so no wayne i'm uh super happy to be here i'll definitely be on as much as you ask me to you know, education is definitely key. So um, I think you guys, if you listen in and you are new to the space, you know, know who to go to. Wayne mentioned a few places, you know, that's out there um, and start educating yourself. You know, knowledge is power. And, 
It'll make you yourself feel way more confident when you get into the industry and you get into crypto and you start to see the potential. So super exciting times, Zoe. Appreciate being on. All right. Thanks, Chelsea. Thanks, everyone, whether you're watching or listening in. uh, Thanks for checking it out. And we'll catch you all in the next episode. All right. Bye.